Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, we're back once again at the corner of truth and courage. Today, I'm going to be talking about the third title deed that uh, tells us what lands, what boundaries God has given to the nation of Israel to be theirs for their property, for for their prosperity. And we've been talking about, you know, why there is conflict in the Middle East. And it boils down to a family feud between the Arabs and the Jews, which are children of Abraham. You've got um, Ishmael, the firstborn child of Abraham. Then you have Isaac, the promised son. And God, very clearly, as we covered yesterday's broadcast, we have uh, the first title deed given to us in Genesis chapter 15, that there will be a plot of land somewhere between the river of Egypt and the river Euphrates, and this will go to the seed of Abraham. Then in chapter 17, it tells us all the land of Canaan. So that tells us very clearly that that land that we call Israel, it, which was Canaan land, the promised land, uh, that belongs to the seed of Abraham, and it's between the river of Egypt and the Euphrates River, the eastern and western boundaries. And so uh, the question then remains, who then gets it? The seed, you've got two children, two nations. You've got the Arabs and the Jews. Well, chapter 17 very clearly tells us that God has rejected Ishmael and that the blessing will go to Isaac. Ishmael will be blessed, he'll be a father of a great nation, twelve princes will he beget, but my covenant will I establish with Ishmael. That's what the Holy Bible tells us. The only problem is that the Arabs have their own prophet, their own god, uh, Muhammad is their prophet, and Allah is their god, and in their scriptures it tells the stories of of Abraham and Moses and so on there, and it tells the stories to bless the Arabs rather than the Jews. It goes to uh, Ishmael, according to the Quran. So, you know, Muslims keep saying, well, our Holy Scriptures tells us that it belongs to us. And so either side keeps thinking that they're trying to steal away their land. Uh, The Arabs think this is ours. Uh, Ishmael's the firstborn. The birthright should belong to us, right? And the Jews said, no, the Bible has made it clear God chose Isaac. And so this this battle goes on. Now, when we get to the third title deed, I want to introduce to you the person that actually got me started studying this. A number of years ago, I started studying this because of this one man. He's a Muslim. He's a famous Muslim. And probably all the world knows about this guy. His name is Osama bin Laden. And back in 2004 on Al Jazeera TV, they used to play the tapes that he would release when he was in hiding hiding in the caves, trying to keep away from the American forces after attacking us on 9-11. And one of the tapes he released, he said this, And what if Israel starts to expand its borders beyond currently known boundaries and says our borders extend to Medina? And I got to thinking, why in the world would any Muslim ever think that Israel would claim land down in Arabia? I mean, Medina is one of the, it's the second holy city of Islam. 
is where Muhammad lived and, and ruled from and then took over Mecca. And, and why would Muslims think that Arabs, sorry, that Jews would make claim to land down there? And I got to thinking, there's been things that I had studied that didn't make sense. Just kind of red flags went up and I kind of filed it away under the, you know, the thing, mystery. I don't know what this means. And I began looking deeper into this. And I'm here to tell you that Muslims fear that Jews will make claim to their land. They actually believe that the Bible has given them rights to their land. And they're afraid of that. And so this brings us to the third title deed. So let's cover this. It's in the Bible. Many of you probably are not familiar with this, okay? So in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 24... We have a new leader amongst the Jews, and that is Moses. And Moses has been told of God to, to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. And along with that promise, we're told this in Deuteronomy 11.24. Every place whereon the soles of your feet shall tread shall be yours. So when God sent them on a 40-year walking tour... Everywhere they were walking was a claim of property for themselves, but he gave them boundaries. From the wilderness, that's the southern boundary, to uh, and Lebanon, that's the northern boundary. Well, we know where Lebanon is at, and the wilderness is a vast space of land. And, of course, we would often think, well, they wandered in when they crossed the Red Sea, the Suez, you know, there are two fingers, two parts to the Red Sea. If you turn to your Bible maps, uh, do that and look for the crossing, or, or rather, when the when Egypt left, when the when the Jews left Egypt, and look somewhere down in that little V-shaped peninsula called the Sinai Peninsula, and you'll probably find Sinai, right? The Bible maps put Sinai in that wilderness between the two fingers of the Red Sea, the Suez on the left and the Aquaba on the right-hand side. And so the question is, is that all they, all they wandered or did they go further? Did they go into Arabia? Because on the east side of the Aquaba is Arabia, Saudi Arabia, Muslim territory, the Arabs territory. Were they there? So we're going to look into the Bible and see proof that they were there. And I don't have the time, I don't think, in today's broadcast to get further. But uh, we got the northern boundary, that's Lebanon. We've got the eastern boundary, the river Euphrates, we're told that already. And the western boundary, being the, the river of Egypt, the Nile, or the uttermost sea, is our western side. So this is the boundaries that they were to be walking. Now, somewhere in, you know, uh, amongst that area of ground, is to belong to Israel. Now, if they walked through all this area, consider what the size of Israel would be. It would now include not only Israel, but it would include all of Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Oman, the United Arab Emirates, Kuwait, western parts of Iraq, Amman, Jordan, Lebanon, and southern parts of Syria. Two things should come to mind. Number one, uh, Arab territory, Muslim territory, and B, oil. Lots of it. And God promised them this land. If you walk there, it's yours. 
So let's look at the evidence, what the Bible says about it, and we'll look also into the Muslim evidence in their scriptures, the Quran, because the Quran puts uh, them there. And so let, let me say this too. When they were there, did they leave their mark? Did they leave hints that they were there? Well, here in our culture, if you are claiming land, you you drive a stake into the ground and you're making your claim to that land. In the Middle East, you would leave your shoes, you leave your sandals. And so uh, here what we have is petroglyphs. People drew sandals over rocks all over Saudi Arabia. And they've been there for centuries and centuries and centuries. And it's commonly believed by Arabs that the Jews did that. Now, we can't necessarily say that these sandal marks were Jewish marks. But what about the menorah? The menorah, the seven you know, candlestick that was given to them uh, by God in the temple, in the tabernacle? That's only a Jewish symbol. And isn't it, isn't it interesting that they're there? as well. So evidently Jews were in the land. Now let's look to the to the Muslim side of this first and then we'll get into the Christian side. Uh, try to close with this. Now Muslims celebrate in the Quran two people from the land of Midian. Midian is part of Arabia. It's the northwestern part of Arabia just next to the Aqaba part of, uh, of the Red Sea, the, the eastern side of the Red Sea. And there are two people, Shuaib the prophet and Jethro the father of Moses. Uh, and, uh, and they're mentioned in the Quran. Now Shuaib, let's talk about him. He's mentioned 11 times in the Quran. He's a contemporary, lived during the same time of Abraham. He's known as the eloquent prophet. In chapter 7 of the Quran, we find him being sent to Midian in chapter 11, he's living in Midian, but get this, chapter 19, he is next to the, to the east side of Mount Sinai. The Quran, in chapter 19 of the Quran, places Mount Sinai, where the law, where Moses was given the law, in, in Midian, in Arabia. Now, for you and I, we probably don't have much stock in the credibility of the Quran, to say that's evidence that Mount Sinai belongs there. But Muslims believe this. Muslims are going to hold to that. And um, if they're well-educated in Islam, they'll probably tell you and confess, know that where the Bible puts Mount Sinai over in, you know, the middle of the, of the Red Sea and the land this, there is incorrect. It's over in Arabia. They've got it. It's part of their lands. And the fact is, that's true. And even the Bible tells us so. And I think i got the time to cover this in today's broadcast. In Exodus chapter 3, let's, uh, let's look at this. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. Midian is where? It's always been in the same place. There's never been a question or doubt about the location of Midian. Midian has always been in Arabia. And so when Moses fled from Pharaoh, he crossed the Red Sea and came around into Midian, into Arabia. So the Red Sea is not just the Suez, which is closest to, uh, uh, to Egypt, no doubt. But uh, the other part, the other part of the Red Sea is over by Arabia. And he finds himself in Midian and he, uh, he's led, he led the flock 
uh, to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. So in chapter 3, we find that, um, that Moses is there with the flock in Midian, in Arabia, and he comes to what's called the mountain of God. Now, while he's there, something happens to him. He sees the burning bush. And this is where God speaks to him, tells him, take off your shoes. You're standing on holy ground. Now we come down to verse, two, verse 12. Because God's been giving him instructions. I want you to go to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go. And in verse 12, something interesting uh, we read. And this is uh, in our Bible. And he said, certainly, I will be with thee. And this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt. Now listen. Ye shall serve God upon this mountain. So in other words, this holy ground here, you're in, you're in Arabia, you're in Midian right now, but when you come out of Egypt with my people, you're going to come back to this point. You're going to come here, right where the burning bush is, to the mountain of God, and you're going to serve me here with the Jews. Now, we're not, we don't have the time to get Further, but there's a parallel passage to Exodus chapter 3, and that's in Acts chapter 7, verse 29 of the New Testament. It tells the very same story, and tomorrow when we come back, we'll read both passages, and then you can see that where we're talking about, because in the New Testament, it tells us it's Mount Sinai. And so what we have here is biblical proof that the Jews went into Arabia. And we'll cover more on this because this is just the beginning of the story. So join us tomorrow as we cover more at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.